0: Hello, and welcome to Enlightened Empaths with Samantha and Denise. We're so happy to have you back with us. This week, we are going to be talking about Feng Shui and the Empath. Because Feng Shui is this ancient Chinese system of governing the spatial arrangement in your home to help direct a positive flow of energy. And as you all know, we empaths can walk into a home and sense and feel energy effortlessly. We can walk into a home and just kind of feel whether that space feels good to us or not so good to us. So Denise and I thought it would be really important to talk about some feng shui techniques to help increase the positive chi or energy in your home. Um, now, you can't cover feng shui accurately in 59 minutes, <laughs> right, Denise? <laughs> no. <laughs> however what we hope to do is give you a general overview of what feng shui is and and then at the end of the show we're going to point you to some good websites and books and resources so that if you want to pick up this study on your own you can so um denise i feel like we were talking before the show and i'm much more into feng shui than than you are but you still Kind of naturally have fluctuated your house, and you kind of naturally can feel where things go. Am I restating that correctly?
1: Yes, and and it's fun. It's that's perfect because I don't have a lot of familiarity with this topic. It intrigues me to no end, but I was noticing when I was reading up on it and looking at different colors and things how I intuitively knew that it, there should be more green in this area there should be more yellows and, and gentle colors in this and the pastels and it's really fascinating when you start paying attention to what we've naturally done and and how it aligns with with the ancient techniques it is so cool I have a really funny story to
0: tell about how I got into Feng Shui So in the the 80s, my dad was uh, working in New York City and he was promoted to head up this marketing department at Ogilvy & Mather, which is like a really nice, very conservative, well, I don't know about now, but back then it was a very conservative advertising agency. And my dad is like the hippie that never was. He is like the biggest contradiction (laughs) you could ever think of. (laughs) because. He's not a hippie, but he is. Like, he was a member Mm -hmm. of the Young Republicans in 1960. Like, Mm -hmm. so he missed that whole free-flying happy time by voting for, like, Nixon or whatever, right? But at the same time, like, he did yoga every day. He meditated every day. And when I would go visit him at his office, he'd be in this beautiful suit and
1: tie and then barefoot.
0: (laughs) 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 So anyway. Sounds
1: very balanced, incredibly balanced.
0: different he's a different person um so anyway he gets promoted to head of head up this marketing department and one of the first things they give him is this huge budget to hire a decorator and redecorate that whole floor so what does my father do does he hire a well-known interior decorator no he hires a feng shui consultant
1: (laughs) which back in that time period is pretty amazing I know. I had never even heard of it. And so he's
0: he's coming home on the weekends telling us stories about how the guys above are, like, freaked out and pissed that he's spending – I mean, I think he spent, like, 80% of the decorating budget on this feng shui person. But my dad had been reading about it, and he really believed in it. And so he listened to what she said and they redid the whole floor uh, in terms of feng shui tip, tips and techniques. And he turned in the highest numbers that department had seen in years. So wow. I became a believer in feng shui. And I started reading about it and studying it and taking classes. And it's very intimidating. So try not to be intimidated like I was, because I would study it and then walk away from it. It's kind of like anything, you know. Like if you if you start to read astrology or palmistry, you'll learn there's the Western view and the Eastern view and the Indian view, and it's like, what do I study? So just study what you're drawn to and study what makes sense to you and leave the rest. I think that's just a good a good motive a motto for life, right,
1: Denise? Oh, I agree, and it also it, it, from, from what I'm understanding and, and I had, it's one of these topics that I've gravitated back to a few times like oh I should look in, and you know how you'll be in the bookstore and you'll pick up a book oh Feng Shui to make life easier or whatever it might be and I'll do like these little tiny things and then just kind of forget about it so I would really love this, is, this might be a fun winter project is to do some little things that can really um, shift the energy because we're all in this time is, of evolving in a new direction
0: Yes, that's 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 a great thing. And during a Mercury retrograde that we're heading into, it'll be nice to just kind of focus in on your house. I will tell you. Okay, so I'm I'm going to start at the beginning with the bagua. I promise, Denise. But another <laughs> little, little story. So one of the things you're supposed to do with feng shui is tie a red ribbon around all the pipes in your home, because feng shui is a big advocate that we flush down a lot of our feng, our good energy.
1: But when uh-huh. you tie
0: the pipes with a red ribbon, it stops that energy. So every single pipe in my home is tied with a red ribbon. And I did this years ago. Like, they're dusty. I need to replace them. And, of course, I, I needed a plumber to come to my house Tuesday night. <laughs> and he's opening up under the sink, and he's like, what's this? I was like, oh, it's nothing. It's just good energy. And he's like, uh-huh. And I, I couldn't see him. They go, I knew he was adding it to his stories. You know how, like, different career people, like, we have stories about our students. You know plumbers have stories. And I know he's going to be telling the story about the weird lady with the red ribbons around her pipes. But anyway. Okay, so feng shui starts with the bagua, which is the map of your home. And so in feng shui, they believe that every area of your home corresponds to an area of your life. And there's also these um, elements of, like, some areas of your home have a water element, meaning you should put more water elements in terms of the energy of the Bagua. Some elements of your home have a fire element, air. Then there's the metals. Like, all of that stuff confuses the crap out of me. So I have books for that stuff. You know, like, I know, like, the the fame and fortune, for example, area of your home. I know that's fire, and so you should put like candles and dragon symbols back there, but in terms of understanding the way it all works out, it's really complicated. It can be learned and it is fun to learn, but just start with the basics of learning the basics of the Bagua and go from there. So the Bagua, is it breaks your home into nine squares and um, Denise and I are going to talk about some links where you can find a free Bagua map and things like that to help you with this. But basically, if you just imagine yourself walking into the front door of your home. So while I'm talking, just kind of close your eyes if you can and just imagine walking into the front door, not the door you always use, the front door. And imagine yourself walking in, shutting the door, and then leaning against it. Right now, you are in the career center of your home. So this is where it all happens for your career, and so you want to do things in here that are going to be good and beneficial for your for your career. For one thing, um, you would want to. Uh, make it very, very clean and neat and clutter-free. That's important in all areas of the Bagua map. Um, for another, you probably don't want to have this space be filled with family photos because that doesn't have a whole lot to do with career. Obviously, you don't want to, like, h- hang, hang your college degrees in your entryway. So I'm not <laughs> suggesting you do that. But having a mirror in the entryway is a really good feng shui idea because mirrors expand whatever the energy is there. So if you have a mirror in your entryway, it expands the energy of your career. Um,
1: okay. Does the mirror to have to be – okay, one second. Does the, does the mirror have to be facing towards the door or just in no, the area? It should. It yep. should
0: not face the door.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that's a really – thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, there's a couple of no-nos in Feng Shui. One of them is you don't want anything where you're facing a mirror. So you don't want to walk into a home and see a mirror. The other big no-no is you don't want to sit up in bed and face a mirror. So if you have your bed against one wall and your bureau against the opposing wall with a mirror over it, you want to take that down if you can. Mhm. Uh, okay. I ha- I I ha- I used to have like the whole traditional bedroom set, you know, and I had – that mirror was attached to that bureau, and I took it down. You, I, So it can be – <laughs> for thinking about your bedroom, like, oh, my God, that thing's been on there for 15 years. Anyway, um, and another no-no in feng shui are doors that knock against each other. You know how sometimes if you open up a door, it knocks into another door, into another room?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not good feng shui. But don't worry. If you're, if you're listening to any of this and you're going, crap, my house is cursed, there's a feng shui cure <laughs> for, <laughs> for everything. And, so, and you, can, um, you can read about, you know, how do I cure this feng shui thing, and, it, and it'll show you, which is really, really nice. Um, okay, so, like, for example, with the, with the crystals knocking, you can, you can, I'm sorry, with the doors knocking, you can put crystals above those doorways where they, where yeah. the, Where the doors knock into each other and that will cure that help cure that energy okay so as you walk into your your home you're in the career center the far right corner so the room that's in the farthest right of your front door that is your helpful people corner this is where you want to put images of people that have helped you in life Uh, this is where you want to you can do crystal grids or um, affirmation grids for people that you want to help you. There's different colors for each of the bagwas as well, and so you can decorate the room according to the color of that bagwa, and that can be really helpful too. Um, One of the things that I do in in the Helpful People corner of my house is my oldest daughter's bedroom. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, that's. I'm not gonna like add a bunch of stuff in there that's not for her. But up high in the shelf, I I will have like a little bowl of stones, and I'll put little affirmations in there for people I need help from. And so those are oh. little. Those are just little things that you can do.
1: And I just and again, whatever, very simple. Very very yeah, simple. Very
0: very simple.
1: Okay. And not expensive I mean it's not oh I have to you know go and renovate this or change that or that's wonderful okay right
0: right I mean I think true feng shui fixes can be very expensive but I think if we go that route we're missing the point you know because it's just about energy flow it's not about stressing yourself out and rearranging your whole house Right. So if we go back to the front door, the room all the way to the left of the front door is going to be your education knowledge center. And so this is where you want to put your college degrees if if that works for your the decor of your home. Um this like I have like a little golden apple that a student gave me years ago. I keep that in that room because it reminds me of education and knowledge, the apple, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and so in here what you can do uh, let's say for example you're a student and you're working on on a paper you could you could write an affirmation that says you know I easily and effortlessly uh learn all I need to know and then you could put a pyramid shaped stone on top of that and create a little grid for there um This is also a good place to make a meditation space or to do yoga work. This is a great place to keep your bookshelves. Anything like that is going to work best in that corner. Now, if we go back to the front door and you step forward into that, the center of your home. That is the health and balance area of your home. And this is really important for Feng Shui. You want things to flow here as effortlessly as possible. So again, clean, decluttered, organized, all of that good stuff. Um, to the right of that center room is the children and creativity space of your Bagua so this is where you can hang images of children this is where you can keep artwork this is where you can keep a creativity bin Um, anything to do with children creativity all of that good stuff is going to go in that center and so if you are looking to get pregnant or if you want to um, create positive energy for your kids this is a really good um, space to bagla up with pictures of your kids and and um You know, you can do affirmation grids for your kids in the center. Now, all the way to the other side of the house, so if we're back in the center of the house, all the way to the left, that center room is the family energy center. And so that one is going to be where you want to hang your family photos. Uh, Let's say that you are in a fight with someone in your family. It would be a good place to put a photo of the two of you in the center to bring more positive energy to that now the one the two that so the the last three of the bag war are the ones i feel that everyone's interested in if you go so let's just do, so i'm not confusing anyone stand back at your front door with your back to your front door the opposite left-hand corner from your front door is your wealth and abundance corner okay the opposite right-hand corner is your relationship and then the room or the space in between is your recognition and fame center. So, on the opposite side of your home from your front door, you have wealth, fame, relationships. So, a lot of stuff going on at the back of the house, right? Yeah. Now, in your wealth and abundance corner, that is going. You want to decorate that with green or gold. Can you imagine a gold room? But whatever. Okay, so green. Let's just stick with green. Purple is also a good feng shui color for this corner because purple is um, associated with royalty and wealth. So you could do purple as well. Um, But green is about money, abundance, growth, health, all of that good stuff. So green is a good color for this corner. Um, now, let's say bathrooms in feng shui are bad. Like, I don't know if the original feng shui practitioners just wanted to keep outhouses forever, <laughs> but if you read any, any feng shui book, it's like, oh, it's bad if you have your, your center there. Well, you're going to have an energy center in some bathroom no matter what you do, right? Because that's just the way right. your houses are designed. And a lot of people have their bathroom in their wealth center or their laundry room in their wealth center and that is troubling because it means that you're flushing down all of your money. But again, with feng shui, there's always a cure. So all I like to tell people is if your wealth center or any center is in a bathroom, just make sure to spruce that center up and learn about the feng shui of that center or corner much more than the other centers of your house.
1: Okay. I have two quick questions. So when you're figuring out this grid, do you look at the footprint of your house because i as i've shared before i live in uh an old new england house excuse me that was built in the 1800s um and late 1800s so it's a very unique floor plan but would i and i'm wondering because i'm thinking in my mind as we're talking about this i'm walking through the different rooms in my home that some of these it's not going to be an equal i'm not going to get the nine equal. It's going to overlap in different areas because they're, yes. you know. So, so you can have actually your health and balance and your children and creativity could be sharing a space.
0: Yeah, it gets really, really. That's where it gets complicated. So you can do it the Samantha way, or you can do it the Feng Shui way. <laughs>
1: I think we. I'm going to vote the Samantha way. Okay. <laughs>
0: With the Samantha way, you designate. You just say, okay, you're going to be the children in in the uh, creativity center of this room, and you just make it that. With the feng shui way, if it if it overlaps and gets complicated like that, you need to go get a compass. Oh, okay. Uh huh. And that that's where you start to lose me. So okay. I can't, you know that that's why I don't teach feng shui workshops because some of that stuff I'm like, I don't know. But I do know that what you're supposed to do, and there's, there's a book I really recommend because it, it just was easy for me to start with. It's called um, Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life, How to Use Feng Shui to Get Love, Money, Respect, and Happiness, and it's by Karen Carter. Um, she explains a lot of that very easily in her book. Okay. But basically what she says is you, if, if possible, you need to get the blueprint for your home that's mm-hmm. the easiest way to do it. And then you can print out um bagwas that are like see-through like on tracing paper kind of.
1: Mhm.
0: And you lay that over the blueprint.
1: Kind of like that a template.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So oh, that makes that thank you. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Okay. I couldn't find the blueprints to my house, and someone was like, "Well, you can go down to the court." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." So I just had a good friend who's a good drawer. I had her draw my house, you know, like like a blueprint, and then yeah. I put the I put the bagua over that. Now you can get a little crazy with this stuff, and trust me, I have. Like for example, <laughs> in my house, my house juts out at weird spots in the in in the back and the front, so it's not like a perfect rectangle. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in feng shui, if you have that, that means that you have missing spaces. So, for example, my relationship corner of my house, if if you did a true bagua, it's actually a missing space in my backyard. Oh. Is that, does that make sense? Because the, yes, it makes perfect sense. The left-hand sense. side of my house juts out into the backyard, and then the right-hand side does not. So that's called a missing space. So what I did was I gridded that missing space with rose quartz.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: I just buried them in the ground because, you know, that way I figured, okay, cause, and again, some, some feng shui teaches that there are missing spaces and some different types of feng shui teaches that there aren't. It's like, who do you believe? Who do you follow? So I just figure cover all your bases, right, CYA? Mm-hmm.
1: So. I just
0: dotted out that missing space to make my house a perfect rectangle by burying rose quartz in there. I also planted a garden there to even make it more abundant without thinking that not a drop of sun ever gets in that one area of my house. <laughs> and I didn't know like how to plant shade plants. So the whole thing died and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so bad for my relationship corner. So don't overthink it or get crazy.
1: And the other piece is that as empaths, we have to go with, does this feel right? So yes. if get, this is a wonderful, you know, it skills, it's tools, it can help bring more balance into our lives. But if you absolutely love that your living room is a certain color scheme and that and it doesn't line up with the, the right part of the grid, you can enhance that. You don't have to... Do, and I think, I, I agree, I could go really over the top with this of, oh, I need to put rose quartz here, I need to put amber there, I need to have a, and I, it, it can make you crazy, I would think.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And so you just, that's why I think it's better just to kind of know the basics. Um, okay, so with the wealth corner, you want to, um, you just want to really make sure this space, more than any other space in your home, is clear of clutter. That's really important because clutter will clog up your ability to manifest money. Um, Like I said, purple or greens are really good for colors in here. Um, Plants are really good in the wealth corner as well. Anything that symbolizes abundance. In my wealth corner of my home, I have a large um, agate slab. And on top of that, I have a green um, aventurine obelisk. And then I have four giant clear terminated, single terminated stones pointing into that obelisk. And I have an affirmation underneath the green stone for my abundance. So I keep a money grid in that money corner at all times. In in the actual corner of the room, that's my wealth corner.
1: Okay. So in my home, it's a hallway. It's a hallway that goes into um, a connection to the barn. So Mm -hmm. it's the house, and then there's a little, and then you walk out into the barn. So it's a doorway and a a very narrow hallway. So would you add the color and the stones just as much as you can in that area?
0: Yeah, like you could hang, like I hang a lot of crystals um, in the corners of rooms like that. You know, so like, for example, you could get a green aventurine pendulum. They're like seven bucks at a a physical store, right? And then just hang it in the corner above that doorway. Okay. Um, you know what else you could do? Does anyone use that hallway or is it just you?
1: Yes. We we often go back and forth in through to bring wood in for the wood stove. Yes.
0: But like guests don't, right?
1: Oh, no. No, it would just be, be family or me. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay, if you're feeling crafty, you know what would be really fun if you have a hallway and a door there is to go to, like, the dollar store and get a ton of fake money and make a money wreath. Oh. You know, just get, oh, like, a little a- wire wreath thing and just, you know, like, wire the, the money all around the wreath just to, kind of like, send your subconscious message. You know what I mean? Like, I am always greeting myself with wealth. Oh,
1: that's lovely.
0: Yeah. And you can um you could hang up photos in that hallway of things that remind you of abundance.
1: Okay. So it doesn't have okay. to be
0: money. Do you know what I mean? Like um it could just be a beautiful mountain or a waterfall or um a forest with trees growing. Just something that's sending you a reminder that the universe is abundant. This would also okay. be a really really good place to print and and hang your universal check. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done the universal check, like from *The Secret*?
1: I did a long time ago, and and then it, I'm going to be blunt. It kind of pissed me off, so I stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> because it was what? at a time in my life. Well, it was a time in my life where I was really. It, it was difficult. The financial stress. It was. It was hard times. Oh, I've still and, been there. And it, and you're
0: going. I'm going to manifest this.
1: Yeah, and I just thought, Denise, what the blank are you thinking? So, um, yeah, so yes, but I will. Like now I'm in a much different place. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, fate just intervenes and says, Lady Luck, you're not going to manifest anything except this life lesson. Karma is sitting with you. But I do think it's important to keep going back to these metaphysical cures because eventually they will work. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, that's the wealth corner. You, this would be a good place, like, to keep your jewelry box if that works. Um, if, like, let's say somebody gave you, I don't know, like a $2 bill. Like, someone mm-hmm. gave my daughter a $2 bill, and she is, like, so excited. She, like, wants to frame that darn thing. I, I, anything that's, like, if let's say you have coins from other places in the world that you've held on to. Anything that symbolizes money and, and something that's just neat to you would be a good place to put that in your, in, your, in your money corner now again if it's your bathroom please just just cover every single pipe with a red silk ribbon if possible um, and then you know you would just want to make sure that bathroom is always clean that's really mm-hmm. important and oh and keep the toilet lid down this is something that's really important in Feng Shui and it's so easy to do keep all the lids down that's in your laundry room too. I get so crazy when people leave the washing machine lit up.
1: That's, that's funny because I've read that years ago. Like, And as I said, I've revisited this many times over the years and that's the one thing I am absolutely fanatical about is, is making sure that the, the washing machine is closed because I have remembered reading that it would just suck all your abundance and wealth and prosperity right down the drain. Yes.
0: And okay. if you have a bathroom off your bedroom you know like a lot of master bedrooms you walk into the master bedroom and then there's a bathroom off of there that Mm -hmm. door should always be closed when you're sleeping okay that's one i don't always follow half the time i'm sitting in bed going oh forget it it'll have to take all my good energy i'm tired (laughs) Okay, so next to the money corner in the center of the back of your house is your recognition and fame corner, I mean center. So this is a really good center to feng shui and focus on if you're looking to get a promotion, a raise, if you're looking to get a job, if you're trying to get um, a book published, a song heard, uh, one of your dances seen, whatever it is that you're trying to get out there and get seen, this is the area of your life that you would want to feng shui up. Um, And like I said, because it's a center of fire having a candle back here is really good um having um a, like a dragon if you're into dragons back here would be really good something that symbolizes power and might and and hey look at me so it, the red is the color i cannot put anything red in my house i don't know what it is mm-hmm. like i just I, it's so like oh here i am but red is a really important color in, in feng shui for example you're supposed to have red flowers outside your front door and ideally paint your front door red because that will attract good chi.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Good. It's so to funny, know.
0: I, I, I walk all the time around the neighborhoods and there's this one neighbor and she or they have all red plants. Like you know, like so, you walk up to the front door. The front door is all the way to the right of the house, and they have just nothing but bushes. And in front of all the bushes lining there, it's a perfect little rectangle house. Are just these red flowers. And I've always said to my daughters when I'm walking with them, I wonder if an Asian couple lives there or if they practice feng shui and sure enough, she came outside one time, and they are from China, and I actually, like, struck up a conversation with her, and I was like, do you practice feng shui? Like, I was hoping I wasn't walking that weird line, but uh, but anyway, she does, and we had the coolest conversation, and she said wherever she lives, she plants red flowers, and it always brings her good luck.
1: Okay, and that's a really good point. You said that her front door was off to the right. So does that change the map? Okay, from
0: what I have read, it does not. Everything orients from the front door no matter where the front door is. So what that would mean is that everything to the left of her house would be that map. And then that little tiny corner to the right of her front door would be the helpful people mentor corner. And then that little space in front would be the creative kid's. And you know what I'm saying? So it's it's weird. Now I'm sure there are feng shui practice, practitioners that would teach you differently, but mm-hmm. I've read a lot of different books on feng shui, and they all say it's oriented to the front door, and and it's the front door, not the door you use right so it's really important if you are like most people and you use a garage door or a back door all the time that's fine you don't have to stop that but just make sure to use your front door um, for other things
1: and we're talking about the footprint of your house not if you have an attached garage or an attached this is just your physical house layout correct 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 okay all right and that helps a lot with the
0: People say different things about that. So what? <laughs> so what I have done is I have I have bagwad both ways. Like my house is bagwad, including my garage, and then not including my garage.
1: Okay, that makes sense too. Okay.
0: Oh, and if you have a second story, a second floor, or or God bless you, a third floor, you just copy the bagwad. And so wherever your entrance is to your second floor, like when you get to the top of the stairs, that's your front door to the second level. Oh. And then the Bagua is recreated from there. Now, and then then some people teach it differently. Some people teach it that the Bagua is just imagine moving your front door up one level. Mm -hmm. But most of what I've read says the front door is where your entrance to the second story is.
1: Okay. So if you have a, a staircase you would start at the top of the staircase. Exactly. Being your front door. Okay. Exactly.
0: Okay, now all the way to the opposite right-hand corner of of your home is the relationship corner. And this is the color of pink and love. And So you wanna have things in here that represent pairs. Let's say this is a, a guest room or a bedroom. You would want to have a bed in there with matching end tables or matching lamps. I know that's so not the trendy thing to do right now, but in the relationship corner, that's what you would want. If you have uh, decorative pillows, you'd wanna have matching pillows, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want to beat that to death, but matching pairs works in the relationship corner. This would be the best place to have um, like wedding photos or um, photos of you and your partner or if you're single, uh, photos of of two people, you know, just holding hands or walking or something like that. Um, This would be a good place to have rose quartz or anything heart-shaped. Um, is going to go in your relationship corner. Now remember, a lot of people hear relationship and they associate it with love, but this is the relationship corner, so it's all relationships. So let's say, for example, you're butting heads with a coworker. Um, you know, you could put an affirmation for your coworker. A really good thing to do if you're fighting with anyone is to simply get to Rose Quartz Crystal Hearts, and those are really easy to find, and they should be like five to eight dollars each. And then you write an affirmation for that relationship, Um, you know, like Jane and I get along and see eye to eye all the time for the good of all. And then you fold it up and put it between those two rose quartz hearts and tie it in a red ribbon. And then you're just kind of sending love to that situation. So that's a good thing to do. Um, There's something else I was going to say about that. And now it's out of my head. Yep. Okay, I hate when that happens. But anyway, so that's going to be your relationship corner of your home. Um, there are some general overall things I want to mention before we run out of time. One is the kitchen. The kitchen is really important in feng shui. And so that is a place that you do want to also keep clean and clear of clutter, which is, you know, often hard to do. Um, you, you can, if, okay, so in, if your oven, your oven in feng shui is considered the hearth of the home it's replaced the fireplace so we all know the hearth is the traditional center of the home so your oven is really important so use that self-cleaning button on there if you can this week but also if you don't have if, if okay if you have a stainless steel oven you're good to go just leave it if you don't have a stainless steel oven you want to hang a small mirror above your oven usually for most people that's going to be between your microwave and your oven you can get small decorative mirrors at Michael's craft store or any craft store all day long. And sometimes they're in the dollhouse section, sometimes they're in the woodworking section. But you can get a bag of little circular mirrors for like 3 bucks, and they're really, really good for feng shui cures. Um, and so you can just hang a little mirror above the oven. What that does is it doubles the energy of prosperity coming into your home. Believe it or not, yeah. the oven is is a center for prosperity because if you think about when this whole feng shui thing was created what symbolized prosperity food right so that's really important. Nine is a really important number in Feng Shui. If you take some, a moment to Google the Bagua after you listen to this show, you'll notice, as we discussed, it's divided into nine sections. Well, nine is the number of completion. It's also the number of recognition and reward. So Feng Shui also um, says you should keep nine oranges in a bowl on your kitchen counter. Now, don't be like me, because I read that and went out and bought nine oranges, and then my daughter ate one, and I was like, what do I do? Do I buy another one? Is eight oranges bad? (laughs) Well, eight is the number of money. And then I would keep these nine oranges, and I would tell my kids, don't eat these. Eat the ones in the refrigerator, and then I would attract fruit fruit flies. So I don't know what the heck to do, and then you can't – You can't buy fake fruit because fake anything in feng shui is a bad no-no. That will kill good energy. You want to get rid of your Mm -hmm. silk flowers. You want to get rid of your fake fruit, all that stuff. So I don't know what to do about that. What I normally do, I will tell you this. I go to Trader Joe's every week because I love Trader Joe's and because they have the best prices on flowers of anybody I've ever known. Mm -hmm. And I buy flowers for all the main rooms in my house. And I will put nine um, flowers in a vase in my kitchen. That's how I've kind of cured that idea of nine oranges. That's perfect. So I'll usually get like nine orange Gerber daisies or nine orange lilies or roses or something like that. Anyway, um, so, with the kitchen, you just want to keep it, like, I keep all my cluster crystals in my, not all of them, but I try to keep cluster crystals in the kitchen, because cluster-shaped crystals are about group effort and group harmony and abundance and lots of growth, so that's a good thing. I always have a candle um, on the, the stovetop in my kitchen. Do you keep candles in there? I don't know why. I always uh-huh. do.
1: I do. I have yeah. candles in all my rooms, actually, but...
0: I do, too, yeah. My... um. My former father-in-law is a firefighter, and I, I have to hide them whenever he comes over because he's like, <laughs> that's the number one cause. But I'm really good about letting keeping my candles out. Anyway, um, so in feng shui, the kitchen is really important, and of course the master bedroom is really important. So here's – I'm just going to trip you all up and confuse you to nobody's business, but here, here you go. What you can do is you can feng shui your whole house according to the bagua, as we've just discussed then you can go into your master bedroom and make that its own Bagua. Oh. Or let's say you live, you still live with your parents or let's say you live with a roommate and you can't Bagua their whole house, right? Because they're going to be like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? So you can just Bagua your bedroom and it's the same thing. Imagine walking into your bedroom, that's your front door. So you're walking into the career center of that room. Does that make oh
1: that sense? I love that. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's that's like an easy fix if doing your whole house feels intimidating and overwhelming or if you have a spouse or a partner who's not gonna be into red ribbons hanging everywhere or if you have a roommate, you can just bagwa your room. Now, once you learn the bagwa, you can apply it to everything. Like that book I recommended, Move Your Stop, Change Your Life, she teaches you how to bagwa your car. Oh my. You can bag while your office, let's say you are at a call center and all you have is a desk, you can bag while your desk, where you sit, where your arms hit at the center of that desk is the, is the front door.
1: That's really gonna put that book on my list. That sounds wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's got a lot of really, really good ideas. Um, like say, for example, um, let's say that you have an annoying next door neighbor who is just causing trouble, you can hang a tiny little one-inch mirror on the on the outer wall that faces that neighbor's house. And that's an old feng shui cure to deflect negativity back to him or her.
1: See, those little tricks are wonderful because they're yeah. non-obtrusive, they're not... Um, they're not adversarial, they're not going to change the structure or the look of your home, they're just little tiny things you can do. I think, you know, the more that we we talk about this, and the more I think about it, a huge, huge part of this is getting rid of stuff that doesn't feed your soul anymore, or that you don't need, or that, that clutter piece of... Um, and you know whether it 's a junk drawer or whether it 's you know a shelf that needs to be cleared, or you know if you have a lot of folks in your home or your kids just kind of tend to drop things it doesn 't matter, but that clutter thing as sensitive people can really bog us down energetically Yes, it can I think that 's all
0: about surrender too. It teaches you how to surrender
1: right and and also it links into that abundance piece of. If you're you're hoarding or holding on to things that I might need this someday or what will I do if, that's what you're projecting out into the universe and and projecting out energetically is, oh, I have to hang on to this really tight because there's never going to be enough, which is so counterintuitive to being in the flow with abundance, prosperity, and wealth. That's right. And trusting that there's always more. You know,
0: um, did you know that more perfectionists than, than not are the ones to have messy homes because perfectionists, huh. yeah, they will often use a messy home as a way to have an excuse for for procrastinating their need for perfection. So sometimes a messy home is just an excuse to procrastinate on some important goals for your life. Hmm.
1: Huh. Oh, that yeah. hit a little bit home, but we won't go there right now. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and I do love how it all ties together. That, that's what I love about all of our topics that we talk about. It always, it always just interconnects so beautifully. I love that.
0: My big tip for anyone who's afraid to clear the clutter is to go to Target and buy a ton of clear bins. I'm telling the okay. pictures everything. Then you take everything that you're not sure about, like maybe I will need that. Maybe the kids will want that one day. Maybe I should save that. Maybe I could sell that on eBay. I don't know what to do with that. Put all that crap in the clear bins, and then you stick it in your garage. And then when you panic going, where did that go? You just can look in the clear bin and see that it's there. And then after three or six months, you can look at it and go, yeah, I really didn't need that. And then you can give it away.
1: And that so, makes perfect sense about it being clear because if it's not clear, you're going to forget it's even in there or you're going to be digging through, oh, was exactly. it in the blue bin or the purple bin?
0: Exactly. And so, you know, the clear bins are like two more dollars, you know, spend the extra money because it'll, it's just a really good help. And so it fixes everything because it clears the clutter instantly without you having to make big decisions, you know, and then it, it, it calms the anxiety of where did I put that because then you can just go look at it. And then you can donate it. Um, okay, so just some quick feng shui tips. Um, a water fountain is a really good thing to have by your front door, because water is a symbol for money and cash, and so it helps like you know abundance and energy and prosperity flow to you. So that's a good one to have there. It's also calming. I have a I have a, a rose quartz water fountain by my front door, and it's just it, it's a it's nice to walk in and have that little tinkly sound. Um, Mm -hmm. you don't want to have your front door be a place where people drop like shoes or keys or toys. You know what I mean? You want that to be clear. Um, and there's different things you can do. Like I have, um, by my back door, I have stairs going upstairs. And so what I did was I had a carpenter come over and carve into that space under those stairs and put, pull out drawers. And so when my kids oh. walk into the house, they know they've got to put their shoes there. And it was really, and it was like a couple of hundred dollars to have them do that. It was not that expensive. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge clutter buster. Just, you know, three kids, you, you have shoes everywhere. And they know, goes into the into the storage bins under the stairs. Um you want to uh, have books around your house because that's a good thing in feng shui to encourage wisdom. If anything is broken in your house, you want to try to fix that as much as possible. Um, squeaky doorknobs, rusting hinges, locks that don't work, that's going to slow the positive chi flowing through your home. Now, I know a lot of that can get super financial, but it's just good to try to stay on top of that and to invest in your home as much as possible. It is your biggest investment, and it will pay off financially, but also energetically. Um, and you can – a lot of those little fixes you can do on your own, um, which I've learned. I'm surprised what we can do on our own. Uh, plants oh, yes. Is, <laughs> yes. Plants can be really, really good feng shui fixers. Um, You know, if they're in the bedroom, they help to um, obviously encourage positive energy because plants, you know, give us better oxygen. But also they help to add more love energy to that room as well. If you can put a plant in your bedroom with pink flowers, that's even better. Um, where your bed is in your room is really important and where your desk is in your office is really important. You want your bed to be in a, a position where you can see the front door from your bed, the front door, I'm sorry, the bedroom door. And you want your desk in your office to be in a position where you can see the door. Like you don't want people to walk into your office and see your back. Mm -hmm. That's bad Feng Shui. You want to face the door with your back to a wall or a window as much as possible. Um, Wind chimes are a really good cure. Like literally, if you read, like, what do I do if this happens? The Feng Shui cure will say, hang a wind chime. So wind chimes are a really good cure for anything. They help to bring a lot of positive energy. It's a good thing to hang in your office if you're allowed. It's a good thing to hang in that back door that you tend to use mostly because that will help bring positive energy there. But remember, if you don't use your front door, just get yourself in the habit of using it. So, for example, I use my back door going in and out from my car to my home. But when I go for walks, I use the front door. When I take my dogs out, I use the front door. When I check the mail, I use the front door. So I think it's important to get in the habit of using your front door as much as possible. And if you can, paint it red. Um, If not, you can put some red flowers and planters by your front door. If not, you can take red crystals and bury them um, or place them in the top of your planters there. Well, you could paint your planters red. Red is very important. Yes, I don't have any red by my front door because it doesn't go with the coloring of my house, and that, that's more important to me. <laughs> <laughs> with my coloring, it would be so jarring to see red. It's very like it's very neutral, um, but like what I do like right now, in, in a couple of weeks, I'll go and buy poinsettias, and. Mm-hmm. Luckily, where I live, poinsettias—you can't kill them. They—I'll they have those poinsettias till like March. Um, so you could, like, it's, you know, we're coming into the holiday season. So you can use that as an excuse to do a lot of red around your front door, and see if more positive. I feel like there's more positive energy when I do the red around my front door, but I always do it at Christmas time, and so I always feel more positive around Christmas time. So which is it? You know, I don't know. Right. Um, but it's just those are just little tips and techniques to think about. Do you think I covered most of it, or do you have questions?
1: Oh, no, I think you did incredible. And it, and it was a very um, cohesive overview, and as we mentioned earlier, so that if people choose to explore this or go in a new direction, because there is a wealth of information available. Um, one thing that, that I'd like to mention that... There's a woman who has um, a website which is westernschooloffengshui.com and her name is, oh my goodness, what is her name, Uh, Tara Catherine Collins and on there there is a whole page of free resources, free feng shui materials of the, um, the map, a five element chart, chi enhancements, Decluttering guidelines, and it's all free, and it, it's a very inclusive website. I don't know this woman, or but I, I on a Google I found her, and she's talked to um, Heather Dane on Hay House Radio, and she's quite well known. But there are, there's a, a plethora of, of resources on her page, um, which I think is is the more we can do to, um, and also Denise Lynn has an incredible book um, A to Z. The, uh, what is it space clearing and the importance of that so you had mentioned some some other resources as well
0: oh that book move your stuff change your life how to use feng shui to get love money respect and happiness by karen carter that's a really good one that that makes it very very simple um okay. and i love denise uh lynn as well i, th- I think she makes it very simple too
1: right and she brings in the you know how to to do uh, use your sage use your crystals use drumming use like other aspects that will also help clear the space as you're you're um, adding these feng shui techniques and and uh, tools
0: you know and I haven't read it but um the life-changing magic of tidying up I've heard really good things about that for clearing clutter
1: and, and they you all are saying basically out? the same thing. Yes, I haven't heard of that book, but I'll put it on my list. Because as I said, I've that is really a work in progress.
0: <laughs> hey, we are all a beautiful work in progress.
1: Yes. Um, and and it is about the balance, and it's about what's comfortable in your home. I think that's an important part as well, is if you absolutely love that you have your... Um, picture of whatever at your entryway then from what you're saying is you can add little enhancements that will counteract anything that might be negative on your 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 energy map according to feng shui
0: okay that's a really good point and i do want to mention that let's say like for example i don't know if this is true but i have read that pictures or statues of elephants with the trunk down is bad luck Right. You want to get a picture or a statue of an elephant with the trunk up. Yeah. So do you ever have those moments where you put your foot in your mouth? Cause for me, it's like every day and I was at <laughs> a friend's house and she had this picture of an elephant with the trunk down. And without even thinking, I was like, Oh, you know, I heard that's bad luck. Like I didn't think like you're in someone's home and she bought this paint, this picture and has it hanging up cause she likes it. And now you're telling her it's bad luck. Oh. But I did. It just stumbled <laughs> out of my mouth. And, um, and she she told me how like this person that she greatly admired and loved gave that to her and how it brought back so many happy memories and i was like forget everything i said because it's the energy behind the object yes. in your house not the object yeah you know so that's what you want to do i had um i had some uh items of clothing um, that just didn 't feel right it didn't they didn 't feel like they spoke to who I was anymore all, that happens to me all the time, and then I just donate it. um I have some gifts around the house from people that are no longer in my life, and yeah. when I look at some of those gifts, they make me kind of sad, and so mm-hmm. i 've gotten rid of those so anything yeah. in your life that just isn't resonating with you, just just move it on pass it on to someone else so someone's going to walk into you know a um what are those places called where you buy second hands like a second hand store. Oh, like a and they're Okay. Yeah, and they're going to be like, a touching they're, it's gonna to be such a score for them. So you're gonna pass on your item that doesn't bring you good energy and you're going to yes. give good energy to someone else who's gonna love it.
1: I use that a lot when I'm, I'm bringing things either to, to Goodwill or Salvation Army or, you know, we have at the um, transfer station here, we have a free room where you can just drop stuff off if you have, mm-hmm. you know, things you just don't need anymore. And a lot of times if I'm having a hard time deciding, I'll say to myself, you know, someone else could really use this or they could find real joy in this that I don't find anymore. And then it makes it easier yeah. for me to let it go.
0: Oh, and please research that, everybody, too, because um Goodwill is a for-profit organization, so I'm not a fan of dropping things off there. Salvation Mm -hmm. Army is a wonderful option. If you Google, like, um, what do the CEOs of charities make, you'll kind of throw up in your mouth a little bit. It is. But the Salvation Army guy has, like, one of the lowest salaries of all the the charity organizations, um, and they do a lot of good work. I feel comfortable. But even in your town, you should have a lot of local places.
1: that's what we have I'm sorry we have a a program for um, similar to a lot of the students that I've had in my program that have been identified with pretty significant special needs there's a program here in town and they run three different three thrift stores in the county and people can donate and they, they, they employ um, some folks but it is very local it keeps people um, employed it's also uh, so I think local if you can go in that direction um, is a wonderful wonderful option when you're donating things me too and
0: and you know what you can do too is um like we have one in our town the bargain box and they do such they they donate a lot for domestic violence situations so I'd love to volunteer to that volunteer I love to donate to them yeah um, but it's it's a really difficult place to get to where they're located, at least from where I live. And so what I'll do is I'll just post it on Facebook or send out an email to my friends, hey, at the end of the month, I'm going to make a run to the bargain box. Anyone wants to donate something, drop it off at my house. And then oh, that's, that's a good, you know, and you get other people going. So that's a good thing to do too. Um, anyway, so yeah, clearing the clutter, I think is just a really important feng shui thing. But also beyond the clutter, clearing your home of things that just don't bring up really good memories anymore. And I think so many of us hold on to stuff. that, Like, what is it? If you monogram something, it becomes sacred. (laughs) (laughs) I was cleaning out my my pantry um, the other day, getting ready for Thanksgiving, because I keep all those, like, roasting dishes and crap that I don't use Mm -hmm. normally up top. And I'm up there, and I found a Pottery Barn lunchbox That my youngest Chloe used when she was in elementary school that had Chloe engraved on it. Well, she's it's pink polka dot green Chloe. She's never going to touch that thing again, right? It's too babyish. Denise, I couldn't donate it. I was like, oh, when she's oh, I get that she's going to want to look at this. And I was like, wait a minute, why the hell is she going to care about some lunchbox she held (laughs) for two years? So I eventually put it in. I always I go to um the Sister Mary Isaacson Center every Monday with donations um, that I coordinate for our school and church. So I'm like, I just put it in the bag that I have in the back of my car for that. But it's weird. Like if mm-hmm. if, if it's monogram, we have a hard time. There's certain things like little outfits that my kids always wore and loved. I cannot get rid of those. And I know that's silly, but I can't. I
1: have I no, have and I think that's okay.
0: Outfits. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, I have a box in as i 've mentioned my my sons are men now, and I have a box in the closet that is little tiny baby sweaters there 's a little tiny sh- and fair I probably haven 't been in that box in ten years, but there 's no way i 'm going to get rid of them it 's just and that, I think that 's okay there was a a woman who wrote an article and she was talking about it was. A Scandinavian Scandinavian country and she said we call it death cleaning and she said you constantly let go of things so that when you die people aren't left going through your stuff and if you have those things that are so important to you she said make a little box and put them in there and put your name on it and if they only matter to you then when it comes time that you've, you've left and passed on and she said they can just take that one box and say huh okay and get rid of it and, she, and I just thought That is a really good goal. That is.
0: That is a really good goal. I I have a hard time getting rid of books, but that's another story. Um, Yes. Okay, so if if you have something and there's an emotion attached to it and you want to keep it, keep it. Just keep it in an organized place. And if you have something and there's a negative emotion to it, I don't care how much it's worth. Sell it on eBay, but get rid of it. I think that's really, really important. Get rid of it because that bad emotion is going to send, you, you can have your feng sh- your house feng shuied up to the nines, but if you look at this one photo that your ex took of you when you were really mad and sad that day, that's going to kill the mojo in your house instantly. Mm-hmm. So get rid of that. Um, and have live plants in your house as much as possible and have plants that you can't kill. Because yes. Because dying plants is bad feng shui <laughs> So I'm not talking <laughs> about orchids. I'm talking about bamboo or, you know, those, those. I just put one in my bedroom that has these big, fat green leaves, and you can't kill that thing. I don't know what it's called, but I love it.
1: And philodendrons, um, and I have read that, that they'll, the, the wide, the broadleaf plants will um, suck up toxicity and negativity, and they'll filter that through, so any broadleaf plants are really good to have in your home. It's amazing how hard they work for us. Um, they do. Did
0: you know that pets are really good feng shui?
1: Which makes sense, because yeah. of their happy little energy. Even if they're yep. bitter little animals, they still have good juju. <laughs> Do
0: you have bitter little animals?
1: No, I did in the past. I, I did a rescue of a bitter dog once, and God love her. She, she tried, but she was. it was a long six years for her. She was an elderly dog when we got her, and she was bitter. She was petulant. She was we'll just, go with that. She was pissed at the world. Yes, and she had a yeah. rough life, but... My goodness she she hit the gravy train with us. We treat our animals really well. Um.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it, even if they're bitter little animals, they're good energy. so yes. yeah, animals are good energy. um Don't forget the wind chimes go you know go to world market or or some store that you love and see if there's some cool wind chimes. Um I have them hanging up on my deck because my deck could be a missing space, depending on what feng Shui book you read. Mm-hmm. So decks decks are weird with bagua stuff. So I always just bagua that up too. Why not just cross it all off and make sure the energy's positive? But I think the most important things are just being mindful of what's in your home, being mindful of how you feel when you're in your home, you know, being mindful of the energy that other people are cre- are feeling when they are in your home as well.
1: Be- be- and I agree with that a hundred percent, especially because home has to be our sanctuary as empaths we need to have a safe place to be so that we can decompress and shut out the rest of the world sometimes yes well said
0: Well, thank you so much everybody for listening once again. Please check out those resources that we mentioned because I'm sure you're going to leave this hour with tons of questions about Feng Shui, but give it a try. Don't overwhelm yourself with all of the details. Just give it a try and see how it feels for you. If it resonates for you, dive in. If it doesn't, walk away. There are other areas of energy you can use in your space to make your home feel like a haven, but give this a try. I think it works, and I think they have some really good techniques that they've been using throughout the millennia for a reason. So, Denise... um, Thank you for joining me again on this show. I'm so excited to do our next show. We hope you all join us for that show as well. Uh, Please leave us a review on iTunes. If you get a free moment, we would really appreciate that. Like us on Facebook's Enlightened Empaths. If you would like more information about Denise, she is at thegratefulmessenger.com and I am at samanthafay.com. Everybody have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye-bye. Take care.